Let me ask you, are you someone with hair? Well, if you answered yes to that question, do I have the product for you? Visit ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off because the goal with Modern Mammals is to try and keep your hair and head natural. Since I've been using it, that's exactly what I've experienced. I very much prefer it. I don't know if I'm ever going to switch back. Probably not, to tell you the truth. And this means that it doesn't distort your pH balance and natural oils like shampoo would. Unlike shampoo, the products don't have a harsh detergent that suds up and dries out your head and hair. It's just lighter than traditional shampoo. And unlike conditioners, it doesn't leave hair limp and frizzy. Like, you don't want that Seinfeld in the shower like Rory McIlroy had it once too, where it's just like a, a mop on your head. You don't want that. And if you use modern mammals, that's not going to happen. It's designed to make your hair feel thicker. And my hair at the moment feels so thick, you can't even pull it out. Plus, the products are easy to rinse out, so there's no leftover residue to weigh hair down. So, Go to ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code MAYO. Don't forget to use my promo code MAYO so they know I sent you. More details in the description. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. This is a replay of a Twitter Spaces I did the evening of the Live Tour Field announcement. Now, a few things have changed. We know what the money Dustin Johnson is actually getting is, at least we think we do. What is being reported, the amount of money. It's $125 million, by the way. No idea how that's structured. Like, if it's just in your account right now, do you have to play for three years? We don't know any of these questions. And the spots at the back end of the field have still not yet been announced. They've been filled. We still don't know who the people are who are playing in in that first event, at least. Anyway, Matt Wiley is on with me. Josh Perry. Reed Fowler, Kenny Kim, David Barnett from the Tour Junkies, a bunch of viewers of the show. This was actually a lot of fun. And now that I know how to extract the audio from Twitter Spaces and release it in both video form with the phone or board, because obviously it's a completely audio medium, and the audio podcast, I just recommend everyone subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. If you miss the Twitter Space in real time, like it sucks to go listen to things replay on Twitter. Then you have to have the Twitter app open. That's a hassle. Listening to it on YouTube, on Apple, on Spotify is so much easier, so hit the description and go do that. Leave a rating and review for Apple and Spotify as well. Smash a like to this video just so more people see it, but this is a really fun conversation. We hit on a bunch of different things. A lot of different voices are going to come in and out, so sit back, enjoy the show. All right, let's get to this. I've never done a Twitter space outside of being a guest on one of these things. So the first person up to try to get everyone on here, Benny. Benny, are you on here? Can, um, can you hear me? I am here, and I did not expect to be here. So just consider me grateful for the small amount of time I'll likely be up here. Fair enough. So what do you want to talk about here? Because I got thoughts. 
And I'm really curious to what people actually think about this. Does anyone really care <clears throat> is what I'm thinking? So, I mean, like, I, I, like peripherally, I've been paying attention to all of, like, the live tour stuff. And, like, I was, I'm a, I'm a big Bryson stan. Whenever I tell my boss that I'm talking to you right now, tomorrow morning, my he's going to flip his shit. I'm a big Bryson guy, and Bryson was, like, linked to this for a long time. So, obviously, it was a little scary for me because I want him to stay on the PGA Tour. I kind of want all these guys to stay where they are just because I feel like the live tour isn't going to be broadcasted much anywhere. And I want to I wanna watch my favorite golfers play golf. So, um, I was really – I mean, I, I think I everybody else was, but I was really stunned to see DJ actually on the list. But it doesn't make sense because he's about his bread, and he's going to get a lot of bread as long as he keeps winning these things is he doesn't – like which, what is it? Twelve tournaments, and if you look at that current field, tell me he's not the favorite at every single one. I mean, going into it, you'd have to think uh, with the way that they're playing. Uh, Taylor Gooch is going for that money grab. <laughs> I think it's like five. I think it's like five million to the winner. And like the rumors were, DJ got like a hundred mil just to play. Yeah, some yeah. of these am- are getting like six million up front apparently just to join this tour. Like I think it makes a lot of sense, and really. You can watch both of them, can't you? Like it, losing okay. DJ, yeah. If you lost like DJ, Rory, Morikawa, Justin Thomas, or some combination of like three to of the six top twenty players in the world, then it's a real problem potentially for the PGA Tour. But that's that's not really the case. Like the PGA Tour shouldn't be sweating this unless there's going to be a mass exodus because of all the money that's involved, but thinking about it right now you can watch both what's the difference yeah i i I do have one quick thing to say just because i'm pretty sure that there's a long list of much more important people than i am uh coming up behind me i see kenny i see reeds just chilling there you know what they they did not request to come on they they did did not you were the smart one i did out of pure buffoonery um i did see a tweet um, that said, like, it'll be interesting to see if they do, like, perma-ban DJ, because if they do, then it's kind of setting a precedent, like, like, uh, it's like whenever, like, the NFL suspends, um, what's his name, Calvin Ridley for gambling, it's like, hey, sorry, even if it's a small offense, you're done, because there's a no-tolerance policy. So, if they do, you know, perma-ban DJ that's setting a record like don't go there we will do this we're not scared dustin johnson is a big fish where if they don't ban him if they don't ban a taylor gooch if they don't ban a a louis what's stopping like if you don't do it for for the big one what's stopping anybody else i agree but I don't know what the legalities are going to be. Can you ban someone from the PGA Tour for life for going to play in another tour event? Like, it's not like these guys are under contract to the PGA Tour. I, I suppose you could say, hey, you can't play. But I don't know. It, it just seems really strange to me in that way. Where, I, I mean, the, the roundabout part of this, too, is if you think this tour is not going to fail, which it probably will, they might yeah. have to keep it going over time because uh, they don't care about money. But if guys go, are they really? And even let's say, let's say they do give them a permanent ban. Does that mean DJ can't be back on tour in five years if he doesn't want to? I would say he probably can. I, I would have to. I would have to agree with you. I mean, um, every, every, any bridge can be can be rebuilt with anybody. You look at like a Stone Cold Steve Austin walking out on WWE. Everybody said like he's never coming back. And guess what? He's Stone Cold fucking Steve Austin. He came back. 
and they were happy to have him back. So um, if DJ is going to put butts in lawn chairs, um, I think he'd absolutely be allowed back on the tour. Now, if people come out and continue to disparage the PGA tour, that may be a little tougher, but I mean, that's probably a question for somebody smarter than me and me too. Like, I I don't think anyone's going to have any real answers. People just want to give some hot takes, including myself. I don't know this stuff. All right. Well, thanks. I'm going to, I'm going to go to, uh... I appreciate you very, very much, sir. Uh, Tim, tell Cust I said, hello. We look very similar. Oh, you look just like Cust? Yeah. I, you, you tweeted a picture of Cust playing golf once and I responded with like a video of my golf swing and I called myself Cust's son and you liked it. So I was pretty happy. That's awesome. I mean, Cust's handsome man. So you're doing fine out there. hopefully, Hopefully your swing looks a little bit better than Tim's. Very. All right, dude. Thanks. Aaron, what's happening? Pat. Yes. Uh, what's up? Uh, I'm the kid who does the, the uh, standings for your one and done, so big fan. But I have... Awesome. I've, can, can you budget so I'm doing better? Uh, yeah. It's been a rough couple weeks for you three. But... Yeah. Not great. Uh, like... <laughs> Does anyone think the PGA Tour cares? Like, I'm sure they care about DJ, but, like, every year there's three new young stars that come in. Like, literally, Cam Young, Zalatoris, Neiman, per- oh, not Neiman, Pereira. Like, there's always these young new faces, and I don't think they're sweating Ian Poulter leaving, who apparently got $30 million. I don't think <laughs> – I ultimately don't think they care. I think they care to the point where if DJ sets the precedent and some of the bigger names end up going, then it becomes a problem. I'm with you. Like losing these guys, even if they never come back, which I'm sure that they will at some point. So you have you have a twofold problem. One, you have your established stars who are the faces of the PGA Tour. If they get lured away, then you know one DJ isn't a problem, but you know five DJs and people of that caliber is sort of a problem potentially. Uh, but it's all these AMs that they're getting. So they're getting like the U.S. Amateur Champion. I think there's six spots remaining in this live field for the first one. And the NCAA Championships are wrapping up. I talked about this with uh, Ulrich on, I guess, this morning show. That I think they're just going to wait until that's over with. And you'll probably see a couple of those guys come over. So these new cream of the crop guys you're talking about might actually just go to the live tour instead of having to play on sponsors exemptions instead of having to go to the corn fairy tour and grind it out. Why not take a guaranteed $5 million just for showing up with, if you win, you get another 5 million or a 250 K per appearance fees or whatever it's rumored to be. I mean, I don't see why NCAA guys wouldn't do that. And they're not even PGA tour members. How can you ban someone that's not even on your tour? That doesn't make any sense. So it's a pretty good out for them. I think. Yeah, I get it for the young guy. I actually, I to be honest, I get it for basically everyone except for Taylor Gooch. No, see, I, I think the Gooch thing actually makes a ton of sense. Realistically, like, it, what are all these guys doing it for? Because I think that we, as family, not me, but people who aren't me, and people who really love golf and, like, the, the history of golf, and they're really big fans. You know, what does this do to their legacy? I, I would never ruin my legacy in that way. These guys want fucking money, is what yeah, they want. And Taylor Gooch has the potential to earn 20 times basically what he could make in one year on the live tour, whatever he was paid to go over there is what he can make in 20 years on the PGA tour. And that's only if he's good. He doesn't even have to be good at this point. 
Right, but I think like Gooch would be good enough to where he'll make money on the PGA Tour, and we know for a fact the PGA Tour won't fold in six months like this thing may and probably will. But sure, but if this last, I I don't know. Obviously, we don't know how any of these deals work in terms of the money that has been guaranteed to these guys. But if you just say, let's say Gooch got ten million to go over and play. And that gets paid out over two years or something like that. Was he going to make ten million in two years on the PGA Tour? No, probably not. That's true. And one final point about DJ: I think they'd be more concerned. DJ seems aloof and a one-off. It feels like one of the cool kids, like Jeff says, like a Spieth or a Thomas, who seems to have more pull in the locker room, or like Rory, who's like the unofficial like players president. I think they'd be a little more worried, but like DJ and Bryson aren't like the two most popular guys. And I think, I think there's something to that and that those are the guys who are leaving and not the popular guys who seem to get along with everyone. Uh, I would agree. I think Bryson would be a huge loss because there are very few needle moves. Oh, I agree with that. I'm a Bryson. That that would be a, that would be a real one. Right. Yes. I agree with that, but I'm saying in terms of like the threat of, a bunch of other big names going. I think, like, if JT left, who seems to be friends with everyone, they'd lose their shit. Or not lose their shit, but they'd be a little more concerned. Like, I don't think DJ is going to be recruiting others to come play on this tour, is my point, I guess. I, I would agree with you. Uh, but we'll just see how it ends up going. Here, I'm going to bump off here. Uh, thanks for thanks for tabling or compiling all of our shitty one-and-done picks. That's I, I really do appreciate that because I was doing it. I would just forget to do it. Then who knows if it was accurate or not. So yeah, much no. appreciation, Aaron. Thank you. No problem. Oh, I think I logged out of my own. Oh, no, I did not log out of my own one. Let's see here. Pat or DB? Which one is it? I think you got to unmute yourself there. So it's Pat, most definitely. Yo, DB here. No, not Pat. Definitely Pat can never figure out spaces. My bad. I'm a little lit. I've had some vodka drinks tonight. I'm on vacation. Oh, that sounds fun. Where are you at? I'm at Hilton Head Island, buddy, right down the street from Harbor Town. Um, was not on the podcast this week, but I'm excited about this lift golf stuff. Uh, Pat. Yeah, I, I, I saw, I saw they, they brought in a replacement. I've never seen. I, I think I replaced Pat once with yeah. you. I think. I think that's it was been a it. good time. It was a good time. We'll have to do that again. Yeah, yeah. Rat House is good. How was I like how it. was your vacation? Did you have a good vacation? Oh man, it was. It, it's funny. I actually I did a show with Davis today. I think I'm going to release it on Friday, where we I briefly talked about it. It's one of those things where I'm constantly going when I'm here, like go 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 go, just like you guys are. And then I go on vacation, and I'm in this place where, like, I, if I wanted to relax, I would have been better off going to, like, Dominican Republic for seven days, like, laying in the sun. But if you go to somewhere, you're like, man, I'm probably never going to be back here ever. And there's, like, stuff to see. I was checking my pedometer. I was walking, like, 30,000 steps a day. <laughs> stuff. It wasn't super relaxing. Good God, man. You Did you walk to Paris from, from Canada somehow? Nah, just, um, I, mean, I, I walked all of Monaco, the entire country. That was fun. Oh, that's awesome. Here's my yeah. question, Pat. Now that DJ's jump jumped over there, right? What do we think this is going to lure out any other big names who were maybe, you know, on the fence and we're just kind of waiting on some big swinging dick to make the move? 
Maybe because if they do it now, does DJ just still take all the heat for this? Like Phil and you like, where's Phil, by the way? Phil. But I started listening to that book by Alan Shipnuck, Electric Factory. If you've not done that, I, I, I listened to the Audible book. I also bought the book, but I also started listening to the Audible thing because I heard Shipnuck on the No Land Up <laughs> podcast say that he read it. Like he thinks the way that he read it was way better. So anyway. It's been awesome so far. I'm in like chapter five right now, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, but I, I have a feeling that there are going to be guys who now, after seeing this, may, may make the leap as a result of DJ. I think the name you need to look out for is Brooks. It's got to be Brooks. It, His brother. Brooks. It makes no sense that it's not Brooks already. Yeah. And he's also perfect for this because, as has been pointed out by many and not just me, that, like, what does DJ care? They're going to ask DJ. He's going to be like, eh, whatever. I wanted 100 million bucks. Yeah. Also, like, I, I just, I think, uh, you know, Brooks just got engaged. He 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 doesn't give a rip. He's, he's not playing well. This is a perfect time for him to do that. Like, I, I could see Jenna announcing it on her Instagram stories. Do you think that these guys are perma banned? Because I don't think that. No. No. And, and I think that's what I'm saying. Like, I think when a guy like DJ does this, it's going to test the, it's going to test the tour. And I think guys are now going, oh, well, they're not going to, they're not going to ban me and then not ban DJ. And they're not going to ban DJ. So, th- so I'm going to go, I'm going to make, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get paid my appearance fees for however many events it takes and then I'm going to, you know, when it, when the time is right, I'll dip. We, we had a very, I had a very uh, in the know, very seasoned PGA Tour player walk up to me on the range at TPC Craig Ranch and say, these guys have, he basically said, I talked to Greg Norman. Greg Norman showed me uh, proof of a, a, a hundred million dollar bank account or whatever that is only meant to fight the PGA tour in court. That that's the only designation that, it, that that money has. And they will go to whatever extent they need to, to, to do that. And we'll, and we'll, we'll add to it if needed. Um, and, and he named off a number of players that were leaving, including a, a few guys that were on this list. DJ was not one of them, but uh, among them were some of these college players who, uh, to me, those are also very interesting. Like those are way more interesting than your Louis Eustazens or, you know, Ian Poulter's uh, um, on the list. So some of these college players that could be the next Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa's uh, that that this this tour is is going after. And it makes sense that they would do that because that's their that's their path to credibility from a competitive front. Like there's only so many going into the sunset players you can give 30 million bucks to, to come play. That's great. People know Sergio, people know Louie, people know Nah, for example. But yeah, if you can uncover a Morikawa or a Hovland or a Justin by just scooping them up before the PGA tour can get them. Also, I don't know. I don't, I mean, obviously I don't know the legalities of it, but what, foot does the pga tour have to stand on to sue these guys they can't do that so the the, so the same player told me that this was his he he ended up denying a lot of money 
to go to the Saudi tour because he felt like he had more to lose based on what he'd accumulated in a very long PJ tour career. And his whole thing, and, and he, you know, he said it very simple. He, he really simplified it. And I don't, I'm sure it's way more complicated than this. But his whole thing was like, I just don't get like, he said the PJ tour is a, you know, is a, is a league. And they, and if they, if they said tomorrow that like to play here, you have to have blue hair, then I would dye my hair blue. And I, and I play with my hair blue, just like they say to play here, you have to wear pants for, for tournament rounds. And we don't have, we don't have to wear pants for practice rounds. It's the same kind of thing to him. So like to him, he saw it very simple and didn't want to mess with it. But this is also a player that's been around for quite a long time. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an expert in this either, uh, in the legal side of it either. Uh, the other thing is like, let's just say you lure a guy like rumor has it, this Pearson, is it Pearson Cootie? Pearson Cootie. Yeah. So he was one of the names we heard. Let's say you happen to lure him over. You don't really know that Pearson Cootie is the next Victor Hofland. If all he's doing is beating Ian Poulter and, you know, whoever your guy is that you're going to lose a bunch of money on, on the live tour for the next 12 months. Like we don't really know. So I don't, I still don't think that that's, much of a thing, right? Yeah, I invited Kenny Kim to come on too. So Kenny, come on, Kenny. You you can unmute uh, what's yourself, up, guys. What's up, guys? Hey, buddy, Mister Pro. This is like the Pro Live Tour thing. Like, I'm not. I don't care either way. Like, it's like the USFL. It's on TV. It's happening. I'm not gonna not watch the NFL. I might watch the USFL. I don't. But I, I play it on DraftKings. Go to RunTheSims.com. Run the but, Sims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we win some prize picks uh, with the USFL. But at the same time, like, what are they going to do? Like, stream it on YouTube? Are they on the Mayo Media Network? Is that where they're broadcasting? <laughs> hey, more golf is just better. I mean, I, I, I don't care. I'll watch it. If I, if I get to watch more golf and gamble on more golf, I'm all for it. Especially with – at least there's some people I know. Cool. I'll throw some money on it. I'm good to go. I got no problem with it. I mean, I, I don't. I get like the moral issues and stuff like that. But I mean, these guys are being paid crazy sums of money that I wouldn't turn down. I mean, does that make me a bad person? Maybe. You know. I mean, like I, I don't know. I, I it's, it'll be hard not to go for them if, if if I were in those shoes. And I mean, I just want to watch more golf. I'm cool with it. Ball out. Make it make it like Monday through Wednesday. So we can get golf seven days a week, you know, or something like that. I mean, the TV coverage, we don't even know what's going to happen with that anyways. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm a fan. I, I want to watch more golf. I want to get well more golf. If there's good players in the league, there's good players in the league. That's fine with me. And the biggest thing, I think, for me is going to be that if this does kind of work and they do lure people away, all it's really going to do is force the PGA's hand to make the player prize pools bigger for a lot of them where you know what what's like let's let's say they do i mean i apparently it's five million bucks to whoever wins the first one i, I think that's what they said so why not have pj like why not the bunny ranch when when you're there db that first place gets five million bucks for winning that majors are 10 million bucks wouldn't that be just good for all players yeah i think so i mean we're seeing why some not? of that right isn't some of the prize money's you know these last couple of years have jumped up tremendously. I mean, what's the players now? It's some ungodly sum that's like double or triple what it was just five years ago. You know, I mean, so but it's still like two million dollars less than this. Though. True, true, true. 
Yeah. So, Kenny, have you looked up Peter Uline's wife yet? I have not looked up Peter Uline's wife yet. I totally forgot about his pops. I told you, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. He's not very good. I mean, I'll look at it at some point in time. He already got it in my mind. (laughs) I was just happy for you that Patrick Rogers didn't go because I know he's going to be the worst in your comeback. Please, God, let Patrick Rogers go. That's all I got to say. I'm like, who's the last? I don't know. I'm like, there's truly this guy is the last. I think I'm not last. Hey, yeah, nappy, be- fa- nappy factor read. <laughs> <laughs> well, when Tony Finau uh, likes to get 60th place and Paul Casey is on my injury report list mm. for, uh, what is it, two months now? You'll, you'll get into the last place. Yeah. Mm. Congra- congratulations, Mr. Reed Fowler. Oh, that's right. Yeah, thank you, Pat. Thank you. Congrats thank on the sex, buddy. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Good work. No sex <laughs> now, but gotta, <laughs> yeah. gotta wait for that. Uh, but. Yeah. Oh, but you're yeah, gonna be waiting. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you sound tired. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say. Do. I was gonna say if anybody out there knows any tips, and this is what I was gonna talk about with Kenny when he was mentioning that uh, more golf is is great golf. Yeah. I know a lot of times, Pat, you were awake at you know two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, tweeting out uh, stuff on the European tour. So <laughs> if, if if for all the new parents out there just watching golf, it's gonna be. Just a lot of golf on TV at all hours of the night. I mean, if it's on mm-hmm. TV, right? I mean, do they have a TV deal? I mean, I, I, they have to, right? I, I, I you mean, would think so. And the thing is, if they do, could they make the coverage good? Maybe, surprisingly, like if you watch it, who knows? I mean, you know, maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe the coverage could be good if if it's on TV at all. We'll see. What would be smart too is like all the stuff that we talk about. And Pat, you talk about this ad nauseum. Is if they cater a lot of their coverage to what we do, yeah. right? If 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 it's if it's more conducive to seeing golf the way they're not going just going to cater towards people who bet on golf, but I mean if if the content is going to be available more readily, like we want it, right? Who knows, right? Just take all the things that the PGA Tour doesn't do well and we always complain about, and then do that on this tour. Yeah, and then it forces the PGA Tour to do right. it. Like I I don't know, me and you are both affiliated with DraftKings, Reed. Why yeah. wouldn't why wouldn't DraftKings buy the U.S. rights to this? And you, the only place you can watch it is on DraftKings Sportsbook, and boom, and mm-hmm. have the betting odds underneath of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that that's what these things. And so, Kenny, to your point, like you got to think, you got to think Greg Norman's doing something with with some network, right, or some affiliate. Like you know, it could be a a DraftKings, or it could be a Caesars, or it could be any one of these to say, hey, look, this is what hasn't been done yet in the u.s is there a way we can sort of you know be the fodder for it and, and and make sure that that we get as many consumers as possible get get frictionless to get everybody to watch this early on and so it picks up steam right i think a problem right? and then more guys come i think a problem could be trying to find a network to, to do it i mean to, to, to host it on in the united states just because of who's backing it you know i mean like Will will that will that station or will that uh, network receive fall you know fallout from it from uh, hosting a uh, you know something that's run by the Saudi Arabian government basically and people there I mean could that be an issue maybe you get streaming uh, to, to get it I think that's probably why there hasn't been a TV deal yet but maybe you know if something if, if they get enough players you know if it gets successful I mean someone's going to pay for it yeah. There's got to be some like Web three yeah. people in this, like you know, some crypto or Web three 
like decentralized network where you can't really do anything about it. Right. I mean, all of us watch stuff. Any, I mean, outside of live sports, everyone, including people on this, who's li- who are listening, watch stuff on their phones or on the computers. Right. Like it's, it's more accessible. I mean, I'm watching stuff on my phone all the time now. Cause that's all, <laughs> that's the only place that I can, I can have something when I'm carrying the baby. You know, I can't yeah, just man. sit down. Web Web three dipshits will pay for anything. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely agree with that. I have no, no idea. I, I, can, get, I can get my. No clue. I'll, I'll get my Henny Dupuy NFT pretty soon. Is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> what um, you know, I I I agree with what Kenny's saying. Like, I don't know that would DraftKings like you know your example, Pat, is DraftKings want to gonna want to jump on that based on the backlash that may come their way. You know, thinking about back to Phil Mickelson, like. The dude's still in exile, doesn't want to show his head and defend his PGA championship, because, doesn't want to show his face at the PGA championship based on the backlash. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many how many companies like DraftKings are going to want to do what you're talking about. Well, I mean, DraftKings and, and DraftKings, I guess, PointsBet, maybe FanDuel as well. I think they're all PGA partners, so that wouldn't work out. Yeah, but that would These work. unaffiliated ones. And, like, honestly, like, let's say it's – Bet MGM or something if they're unaffiliated with the PGA. This is going to be my bookie. This is going to be my bookie. Well, well, that's going to be bad news for everyone because you'll win bets and they won't pay you. (laughs) Nobody's going to get paid. Shit. It's going to be the my bookie live golf sponsored broadcast. It's going to look like the outlaw tour during COVID. But at the same time, like yeah, there's going to be backlash. But is I mean, there's backlash against gambling companies anyway. What what does Bet MGM care? Are people gonna are people gonna not use their betting platform to bet on sports because they're just so outraged about what's going on? No, well, like that's not no, the market because, for that. No, because the bet MGM doesn't have dead heat rules. So no matter what they do, I'll continue to bet on bet MGM as well as much as I can. So what you will do is you will find any sort of reason to uh, justify why you will stick with that thing if they do a good product. <laughs> so I, I think that they're yes, I think you're right that there's going to be some pushback to this in like a broadcast carrier, but I don't know. The zone might pick it up. Someone will end up if it's like if it's essentially like free coverage. All people want on TV and streaming services is live sports, and this could be like free live sports for you. Like, I I, I just I don't see everyone not. Someone's gonna pick it up. They got it, or they'll just stream it on YouTube and make money that way. Yeah. Uh, Clay. Clay, you're on with us. What's up? You've been waiting. What's what's going on? Hey, guys. I I just got a text that RBC dropped Dustin Johnson uh, as a sponsor, but I'm trying to check and I can't get that confirmed yet. So that um, I mean, if he's if he's not playing in the premier RBC, I think it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So and I think and Feinberg kind of called this on Monday's show. I mean, I think that's the reason that JT is there, that he's going to be the new RBC guy. And and another another thought, just like legalities and what um, the tour junkies were talking about, and I'm sure the Saudis can come up with more money, but I think they have the allocated amount to get the people over. And I think there's like five spots left is what I read, and one, and I think four go to like some Asian tour players uh, to like play in, and then there's one unannounced, which we assume is Phil, but I don't know if they have the funds necessarily to try to lure over another Brooks or something. So it's more like you guys got to commit now or, or, or you can't come over, but who knows? I just feel like they have a money. Yeah, I, I don't the, think money's an issue yeah. for these guys at all. I think they have the money. Yeah. Yeah. Who I do you think it's... the biggest slide, like the biggest, like, guy you're shocked is is abby barnrat not playing 
Like, where is he in all this? Why isn't he here? <laughs> you can buy a couple more cars with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is the perfect setup for him. Cars, watches. That's that's his favorite thing, right? Yeah. Um. So, do we think any less of DJ now? No. No. Has that set in yet? Not me. Do you? I know some people are going to. I don't. I don't. Like this, this feels very on brand for DJ. Yeah. It feels very on brand for DJ. That that's right. Now, but I but I see people on Twitter talking about Gooch, and so everybody feels. It seems like people feel. It seems like what they felt about Gooch prior versus what they feel about Gooch now is way further down the road than than what they felt about DJ prior and what they feel about DJ now. Does that make yeah, sense? but you but you have to consider that we're in a very select bubble that we're the only people in the world who have opinions who know what, or yeah. know who he is. Yeah. Now people might know who he is. Yeah. I remember when um Tiger got his back windshield busted out by Elon uh on that fateful Thanksgiving morning, whatever it was. I remember the next day I was listening to Colin Cowherd. Now, don't judge me for that, but that was back in the day when, like, there was, like, three things you could listen to on the radio. And Colin Cowherd said something that I'll never forget. He said, you know what? For all you white guys sitting around telling your wife how horrible that, how horrible of a decision he just made and how that would never happen, F you because you have no idea the opportunity that Tiger had, right, with women, right? Like, until you can until you have faced the kind of opportunity that this guy has had, until you've looked it in the eye and said no, then you can't sit here and say that you would just say no, right? And I think that that I'm reminded of that with this live golf stuff, that like some of this stuff is, it, it is it is very interesting and it's it's touchy for sure, but it reminds me of that tiger response. Like, oh my God, I would never... I mean, I would never do that, you know, but but then until you're faced with it and then you kind of see these guys make this decision, it's very interesting. Josh Perry, do you got you do you have the bets in already or what? Um, nah, but I'm ready. Um but yeah, just going off a couple of things you guys said, um, back to the YouTube. That's how they stream Japan right now, and it's fine. I watch it two, three times a month and I mean their subtitles and whatnot, and I don't have a clue what they're saying, but it, it's it's totally fine on a Friday night to throw it on at 7 p.m. And then, yeah, going back to the bets, I mean, the reason why you guys hit that biggest bet in the world with old Danny Will is because they don't know how to bookmake these tours when you mix and match them. Uh, you get a random Euro guy who they've never priced into a PGA field, and all of a sudden there's mistakes. And now you're throwing in all these Asian tour guys and Japan tour guys and Euro tour guys and Sunshine tour guys with DJ it's going to be chaos and there's going to be, I think this is going to be one of the better opportunities, at least until a couple of weeks while they, until they get everything figured out. But that's what I want to do. It's just, let's just gamble on it. That's why we're here anyway. Right? Josh, make sure to remind me to tell you on those weeks. That sounds amazing right there. <laughs> yeah. We'll uh, uh, Wiley has, Wiley has joined. He just put himself back on mute. I think that was heavy breathing into something. What the hell am I on this? Am I on this call right now? Yes, you're on the internet, sir. You're on the call? Or is, it, is the spirit of Pat entered your body? <laughs> sir, am I, am I the conference call, Pat? <laughs> Here, hang on, let me dial line three. Uh, yeah, you, do you got the right access What's code? that? Yes. Um, so, 
what are we, I mean, do we not think that more big names are going to join this tour if Destin Johnson is leading the field in this first event? I, I think we do. Yeah, what's a, but what, what's a big name? I mean, Bryson, Phil. I don't think Bryson's going to I think go. so. I think he was. No, he found the Lord. He's found the Lord. He's going to stay an American. Now. <laughs> yes. 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 He found the scientist found religion tonight, which is news to me. Right. Yeah. He found, he found well, Jesus tonight. He... Well, another good question is, is who kind of already hit, dropped their name out there rumored to go that isn't on this list. I can think of Coke rack, but this might give Coke rack, you know, the balls to say, okay, I'm going, but who else was heavily oh, rumored? Coke- yeah, I can see Cantlay going. And now that I'm looking at it, like I can just see Cantlay being that guy. Well, Cantlay's like DJ White. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you firsthand knowledge. The first two players that were signed were Phil and Bryson. And Bryson has mysteriously been absent. And surgery, I get it. For what? The last twenty Billy events? Horschel. Billy Horschel for sure. I mean, listen. Billy Horschel. I, I was told that Tom Hoagie was offered 20 or 30 million as an appearance fee just to play on the tour. I mean, why, I mean, why didn't he go? Why? It's right. I mean, I mean, but I don't think this, I don't think we're done yet with the players going over, but I'm saying it's like, fuck yeah, I'm going. I mean, kidding me. Of course. See what Kim, see what Kim's going Pat. Yeah, but but see, Wu's gonna get. I mean, he's gonna get that WD because of Korean Army here soon, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, to be to be determined. To be determined. Maybe if he wins a live tour event, he can get the, the, the military uh, out of the way. I don't think that's gonna happen. Well, well, I think the biggest question that all of us, I think, have about this is the PGA Tour doesn't run the Masters. They don't run the U.S. Open. Yeah. They don't. They don't run the PGA Championship. They don't run the British Open. Can you play on this tour and still play in majors? Yeah, that's gonna I mean, be. The question is: Is it Phil really missed the PGA this year? Or are they forcing this sit out because of what's going on? Because they have a relationship with the PGA Tour, um, even though they're not run by it. You know, I mean, don't they want to? I don't know if they want to keep the tour happy. I mean, it's, it's, it's not. I know they're not a part of each other, but still, I mean, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen with the majors. But if they're going to ban them, I mean, it, it would be a bad look, I guess, for the majors not to have banned them. Also, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I know it's their choice. But you know, I, I would expect them to have a united front. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm off base here. Yeah, DJ's like the best test case for this too, because he's got the twenty wins, so he's literally a PGA Tour like lifetime member. So all the court cases, and I mean, he's got the green jacket. He's got ten year or five six years of U.S. Yeah. Open. Like he's literally, he's yeah, probably the best guy that could go for us to all figure this out. Or, or Phil, frankly, yeah, yeah. So the I don't, players, I don't the- think. I don't think competition is like, I think competition for the PGA tour is probably pretty good in that, you know, they just, they have a lot of um, comfort in that a lot of us are going to watch the the tour events regardless, or we're going to accept like the PGA championship app for the shittiness that it is because we're going to use it anyway. So I don't think competition is bad in this regard, but, but I mean, if you get nutrition, for a lot of these great players, I mean, this is a major threat to the PGA. I mean, if they if, if you don't think a lot of people are sweating inside the corporate offices of the PGA Tour about this, I mean, they should be. I mean, this is this is serious shit. 
you know, nothing really competes with the NFL, right? I mean, in terms of in terms of a sport or a brand. But now the PGA Tour is losing its its. I mean, DJ is top tier talent. I mean, he is a man. I mean, he is a he's still prime. He's still prime time. He's one of the top draws, uh, and he's now effectively what gone. That's that's big stuff. Well, uh, Wiley, so you yeah. you work in an office, so you're a businessman. What do you think the end goal is for the Live Tour? Um, what do I think the end goal is? I mean, making money, obviously. Uh, really? I don't. You think with all the money they're spending, you think they're going to make money? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Is it just like a big fu to the PGA Tour? Is it like because Norman? I mean, that or do you think they want to get acquired by? Like, I, I I'm trying to wrap my head around what the end goal. So it's got to be longer term, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you you you're gonna have to invest some money up front to make money in the back end. So yeah, the goal is to make money. I mean, these guys aren't stupid. I mean, the the TV networks paid close to a billion dollars for their network deals to watch the tour or to to, to make it live over yeah. the next several years. So, um, if you are now offering a prize pool that is far superior, and plus you can draw the best players on it, yeah, I mean, I think they're. I, th- I mean, plus plus this isn't just a U.S. audience. Now you're going to factor a global audience into right. it. Yeah, I think I think money making is the factor here, uh, and I think that they believe that they can really, you know, make a big bet on it. Yeah. Um, and second so, question: Do you think Louis Ustazen goes winless on the Live Tour as well? Of course, he goes winless. <laughs> no, no, no. I bet he sweeps. I bet he sweeps the whole joint. That one is for you, Ulrich. He sweeps the summer, the Summer Slam, Summer of Louis. <laughs> yeah, it's the summer of Louis and then live golf. He t- I'm just happy Louis going to not be – Louis is going to have zero career, career wins on the PGA Tour. That just makes me happy. Wait, te- technically he'll have one. Oh, it's true, true. Just one. Just wasn't in America. Yeah. So. Uh, well, so uh, let's see. Poker Pro Eric has been on here for ages. I got to I gotta get him on. Eric, you're on with uh, a bunch of jabronis. What's going on? Eric, we gave the mic to Eric, and this is what happened. Mm. I, I see him. He put his hand up. I don't know what that means. Is it is it poker pro in quotes, Eric? Is that what this is? Eric, what are we doing in fourth position with pocket sevens? <laughs> he doesn't know. That's the thing. It's damn it, Eric. Damn it, Eric. <sighs> All right, back to Reed Fowler. Reed, yeah. <laughs> Talk to me. So you are you using a uh, are you using a PPTP yet, Reed? Uh, no, no, I'm I'm not there yet. Okay. He's uh he's just all he does is eat, sleep, and shit. So it's okay. pretty exciting. Okay. Any right. any tips? Any tips from the dads out there? Tip for me is I'm going to sleep. I gotta get up in five hours. All right, guys. <laughs> all right, Kenny. Ready. See you, Kenny. But can we, uh, Pat? Can we do? Uh, can I have? Is there a waiver wire for our fantasy golf league? Can I yes. drop some guys? Yes, same, same. Can I drop? Can I drop Paul Casey? Can, can we just drop Scheffler from Feinberg's team and then we yeah. all? Yes. And I, I'm currently and Sunjay. What is Sunjay up to these days? He might win this week. 
He better win. Fuck's sake. Oh, Can Stewie? I... Stewie's up here. Stewie. I mean, it's the, it says connecting, so I don't know about your internet, Stewie. What's going on, dude? Hello? Yeah, yeah, you're here. Hey, guys. Um, Stewie. Pocket sevens from fourth position you raised. Mm. Hell yes, dude. You're the Stewie. real poker bro. Uh, yeah, I played a lot of purple before I did the DFS thing. Hell yeah. So who do you think is going to be the uh, TV for this 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 uh, league? Who do you think is going to get the contract, and who do you think is vying for it? I mean, it's going to be a worldwide thing, so. They'll sell it off region by region. I I would guess DAZN probably jumps on it, would be my guess. Like, they in Canada, they have the NFL. Like, they have Sunday Ticket. I believe they have EPL. Uh, they have a bunch of stuff. So, I think worldwide – that's they just don't have the cash or the ability to acquire any of those rights within the United States because obviously the, the U.S. companies go hog wild for all that stuff. But if there's like a tentative nature to it, I mean, DAZN's been trying to break into the U.S. market for ages to become some sort of a destination. If they can do a deal with a sports book to cover some of the costs and work out some sort of affiliate deal that way, I could see them doing it. I think that makes a lot of logical business sense for them but i don't know who is behind the production of this like is does, does anyone know is does the live tour doing their own production like do, are, do they buy the cameras what's going on it's it's the zone it's uh it's the guys that filmed for the outlaw golf tour and <laughs> well what if the guy um, gets too hung over and can't go <laughs> and, and uh yeah that's it's those guys those guys. And Mayo Media Network's in third. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I think between, I, between, your, between all of us, we'll pull our money together and maybe we can get it on somewhere. Well, we're probably going to be able to stream it, I would assume. Just let I mean, me send Pat to Saudi Arabia, please. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the, I mean, this is the weird part about this and the association that gets made. That like everyone's you know, everyone's making the Saudi jokes now, and that's the reason that people don't want to go do this, and people have such a big problem. But I don't think this tour at all is going to feature Saudi Arabia in any kind of way. There might be an event or two. No there, way. That's right. But, yeah, that's uh, right. But like, you're not going to see like a Sultan show up to the first event. No. Prize Jack. No. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna keep that part of the brand away from the uh, commercialization of this. And then you know, obviously ESPN and NBC are going to be and CBS are going to be out of the deal uh, for now. Yeah. So, but but it's it's I don't know I don't know who's going to stream it. How are you going to watch it? Um, or if they've thought of that even. But right now they're just saying, let's just dump a money into it, bunch of money into it, uh, get some eyeballs, get the best players on, or get some of the best players on tour, and then just sort of siphon off uh, some popularity from the PGA and uh, really create something here. So I don't know. I mean, I, Will I do. I, DraftKings have contests the first week. No, they, you don't think so? Is no, Spike TV think. still around? Will they do it? Wait, wait a second, Pat. Pat, are you serious that you don't think so? I, I, I just don't. I don't think that knowing DraftKings and I have you, no intention to this whatsoever. That getting this off the ground this quickly, unless they were like fully prepared for it, which I just assume it's not an NFT, so they aren't. That uh, <laughs> they're not going to be prepared to run this out week one. No, 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 no. I agree. Like, I, oh, okay. So I thought you said they were like like diametrically opposed 
to the live tour. If there's money to be made, they're gonna they're gonna do. Oh they're gonna yeah, run it. like I think eventually they will have. Hundred percent. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Good. That that would be my guess. But like there were some. I mean, Josh, you probably know this, because I, I I think that someone pointed out to me that only offshores actually had Saudi betting odds. Like none of the legal U.S. sportsbooks did. Uh Fanduel had it. Um, that's yeah, okay. Funny anyway. Oh yeah. Okay. So po- dot AG live tour. <laughs> Poker pro uh, Eric is back. He has a profile picture now, so he might be able to talk. I don't know. It's the absolute poker live tour. Eric? Eric, you're killing me. Killing me, Eric. It's gone. Damn it, Eric. Stage Fright Eric should be his new name. Stage Fright Eric. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, Matt. Matt, you're coming on. Roll through some people who've been waiting here for a bit. Matt, how you doing? Me? You? No, not Wiley. <laughs> What's up, guys? Yeah, there he is. I follow all of your guys' content and listen to everybody for a while, oh. so big fan of you. That must suck. How awful is that? Uh, you know, it depends on if we're listening to Golflandio or Mayo Media Network or whatever it is. It goes by the day, right? <laughs> Fair. Um, Clearly, thank not. you, thank you, Ryan. Yeah, no, Wiley. Me and you interacted a little bit, so we've had a little little history. Of course. Um, so I guess question yeah. is that, like, I've been listening to everybody on Twitter, obviously give their opinions to all this and everything, and kind of in line with what you guys are talking about. If it really was to just get good press and everything for the Saudis, why not throw a bunch of money at people that cover golf? Even like, like you guys obviously, but even down to no lane up and foreplay and everything, why not toss some money at those people and get some good coverage of these events to get the name better? And you know, just the Netflix special, I think of things like that. Like get somebody behind that to start covering these guys' journey through these tournaments and get some better coverage of it. I well, think that's what I think that's what they should do. That's smart, man. Damn, well, it, it works. It works one of two ways, though, because then it's like very obvious what they're doing, or they feel like with this announcement, maybe they can get so much free attention, good or bad. It's all just attention at this point. It's just creating awareness, and maybe they go to that next. Like, wasn't Gooch part of the Netflix series? Yes, he was. So that's going to be interesting um, to see what the rest of the series season looks like for him on that. Right. And, also, I feel like Greg Norman, who's leading a lot of this shit, he's not a fan of the media. So he's probably like, he wants to stick it to the tour, and he wants to send a lot of money to the players. So he's probably I, not interested in like paying off Matt Wiley and tour junkies and Pat Mayo. Pat Mayo would take the money. Trust me. But I'd take the money. I'd they, take any money. They, 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 have, they have all this money. And I threw this out as a joke. But how do they not rope Trump into this somehow? Well, they, Trump is roped into it. I mean, half the tour is on his courses, right? Yeah, but why isn't he the commissioner? Why isn't he, like, playing in the field? He gets I think to take one shot for each player. During he the should be playing. I, think we're, playing. I think we're early, Pat. I think we're early in the business model, but I think that's when it's going to get there. That would be lit. And, uh, a tr- and Trump gets a sponsor's exemption to every event held on one of his golf courses. Right. <laughs> and, and, and I think, like, if, I was thinking this the other day, like, the, the tour gives 20, 30, 40 million dollars in pit money to players for growing the game in terms of, you know, you know, relationship with fans. I mean, the model 2.0, 3.0, 4.0 this, in this day and age is just give the money to the fans. I mean, that is that just go right just go directly to the consumer right i mean instead of doing that all that bullshit you know have pga do a two million dollar free roll for 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 a major 
or for some tournament. Just give the money away. Give the money to fans. I mean, make them make them like like you more and respect you more. And you just give the money instead of giving it to billionaires anyway. Give it to the fans. Go directly to it. And I think the live tour are smart. They're going to do the same the same model. Is like go directly to the fans. You got all this money. Let's go directly to them. I mean, you know, DraftKings should do a ten million dollar tournament. Like instead of spending a million dollars a day on advertising. Sorry, Pat. I know you're part of that brand, but. Uh, it's it's just like it's give it give it to players. Just go right to it. I mean, you want to attract people? Just go right, give it right to them. So, I mean, I think you're, whoever said that. I mean, Matt Ramos. I think that's exactly what they might do. I think it just depends on what the end goal is with it, right? Like even even like some sports books that do run crazy stuff with fans involved, like something as wild as getting Portnoy and Barstool involved with it. And, you right. know, somebody who's willing to protect their name with all of the backlash they might get, you get, you get some sort of sports book involved and then people to cover it. Like Pat and Feinberg have talked about for years of covering cut sweats and covering top twenties and matchups and head to heads and get creative with it to get the us's of the world in our little Twitter space excited about it. I think it's a consolidation of all these international tours of, of the international interest into one tour, which has never really, really happened. I mean, the PGA tour, yes, it's a global game, but it's still, it's still a very American tour. I think that's what they're, they're betting on here. Right. So they're going to make a huge upfront investment and then think of the global audience beyond ESPN, NBC and, and thinking, okay, how do we, how do we make this the most universal, playable, marketable game, get the best players on tour here and make a trillion dollars from it? And, you know, USA is only even uh, just a slice of the pie uh, if you think of the Asian market for this, too. So I think that's their bet, uh, you know, and honestly. For, for broadcast partners, the move might actually be – I mean, I mentioned zone That would actually qualify, but – Amazon potentially, absolutely. Paramount, I guess Paramount Plus is CBS, so that wouldn't work. But one of these, sorry, I'm still sick. (coughs) One of these streaming services that's available in every country anyway. Like I can't get the ESPN Plus app in Canada; it it doesn't exist. I can't get it. But I can get Netflix. I can get Disney Plus. I can get Amazon Prime. So if you have one of these apps that's available in every single country, it's just a really easy way to get yourself into those markets right away instead of, hey, we need to sell it to CBS in America. And then in Canada, we need to sell it to TSN and make Sportsnet bid against them. And then in the UK, Sky Sports or whatever the other one is, has to go like head to head and bid on these rights. Like, no, Amazon has it. You can get it through Amazon Prime. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I'll open this question to, let's say, Josh Perry. And maybe Reed Fowler. Talk who's who's next? Who's next? Not in this first tournament. But who's ne- who's the next big name to go? I think you guys already said Brooks. I mean, that's obvious with Chase in the field, right? You said Brooks. Wow. Yeah, that that was my BS. Was Brooks? I think everybody's. I I mean, how, why mm. is here if Brooks Kepka isn't coming? True. But so so would he. So he would back off that profound statement of his loyalty to the PGA Tour. Did he say that well, or no? DJ put out a press release in February. That yeah, I was going to say DJ did that. Okay. So I think there's a lot of loyalty in quotation marks out there. And yeah, eventually. Even they're... some of the younger, like Morikawa is not going to do it, I don't think. But if you listen to some of their responses, right, if, when they're asked the question, Morikawa was talking about, hey, look, you have to do your due diligence 
on everything, right? If you get an offer or something, you know, 50, whatever it is, 25 million just to show up. I mean, you got to think if you, if you rattle off the top 20 guys, right, ranked right now, I wouldn't be surprised if a quarter of them truly go at some point, right, just to get that money. I mean, because look, I mean, I forget who tweeted this out, but of the top, I think it was Len Hochberg, of the top 10 coming into no, this year. No, it was me. Okay, it was Wiley. Uh, the top 10 coming into this year, I think only one guy has a win. Right. So those wins, especially if you're not one of these other guys who gets huge endorsement deals like a Bryson, like a DJ, like Wolf, like Morikawa, then you're going to go. Right. And especially if year after year you're not winning a golf tournament, like I wouldn't be surprised if Fino at some point considers it and goes. Right. Who, like who, who then create who who creates the biggest problem for the PGA Tour if they do go? Who's Rory. the biggest? Yeah. Rory, yeah, Rory exactly. and Speed, Rory and Speed, Jordan. Are I mean, Tiger yeah. is the answer, but Rory uh, and Speed, Tiger's thing. not going anywhere. Well, no. if Tiger, if Tiger wasn't hurt, and they said, "Hey, Tiger, here's a billion dollars," oh yeah, would he Bye. not go? Hundred. You have to play three Percent. times, you and he could still play the majors, well, right? Like he would probably have a rider in his contract where he could still play the majors somehow. And the PGA Tour wouldn't say, Tiger, if you go, you can't play in the majors, right? Like, I don't think they would even have the, the, the jurisdiction to do that, but, like, he would definitely go. I mean, it's a billion dollars. <laughs> I mean, um, we're actually, uh, as DFS players, loyal to our wallet and not to, you know, the players we play. I mean, I can love Michigan football all I want. But if they're playing Ohio State and they're not favored to win the match or the game, then what am I going to do? I'm going to place my money where my wallet's going to get fatter, not on my loyalties to Michigan. So I think the players are kind of going through that right now with the PGA. I think that's pretty well said. And, like, what do you think of someone like Reed? You run up more cow. You have to do your due diligence. Like, is it more profitable for someone like Morikawa, an ascending American star, to say, hey, I can accept $50 million now and go play on this tour, or is it worth it for me to be awesome on the PGA Tour, become a face, make that endorsement? I remember those old Forbes lists where it'd be like, yeah, the number one and two highest paid athletes in the world were like Tiger and Phil. So there's money in golf sponsorship for sure. And I don't think, well, DJ had a bunch of sponsorships. I don't think he was rolling in it like those guys were. Well, he's a name. I don't think it was like I would wager. I guess Bryson makes more in endorsement money than DJ does. Yeah, probably. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I mean, what about what about what about? I'll look that up right Xander? now. Xander? Oh, Xander! Yeah, what about somebody like Xander? You, you think about no, minimal endorsements. It's pretty much just Adidas on his stuff, and a guy who only wins kind of like these little smaller non-real events you think about somebody like xander might be perfect for this he just win every event win 100 million bucks this is what he wins it's what he does yeah the the i think where you're gonna see like a generation maybe it's not this like the morikawa generation but the cooties the guys who are coming up right now the ncaa's like there's a prestige about the pga tour right a romanticism about these kids watching the PGA Tour, and then uh, finally getting to that point, being inside the ropes, that's a big deal for these guys. But if you're the co-cracks, if you're the Nas, even if you're the guys who haven't yet 
gone to the PGA Tour, the Akshays, like I don't think there's that prestige as much as there, as as there was before, right? Like especially Pat, if you're saying like you're getting seven figures to, or even like you're getting right, you're getting two million dollars, a million dollars if you come in like top five, and like that money will be up front, like for the first maybe couple of years, and so these guys might jump at the uh, jump at the bit. And if more guys go, right, if the DJ, if, if people follow DJ and it's the Brookses, it's the Finaus, if it's a bigger name than, than that, then this is going to roll. This is going to have some steam to it. And, and, and the PGA Tour should have should have foresaw this coming. Right. I mean, there's this is bound to happen. There's so much money to be made. Well, what it's shaping up to be right now is essentially a bridge between the PGA Tour and the Champions Tour with the names that they have. Yeah. It's like the Champions Tour for the 40 to yeah. 50 crowd, plus 19 and 20-year-old amateurs and potentially the next wave coming up. That's what it seems like, at least. Jeff Ulrich jumped on. You you didn't talk to me enough today? No. <clears throat> Needed my Pat <laughs> Phil for Tuesday. Sorry, Pat. <clears throat> What's up? Not much, man. Um, was, Like, were people... I mean, we knew DJ was was like linked to this, but were people just generally shocked? Like, was I the only one who was like, "Wow, they actually got DJ," or or was everyone kind of just shocked when they saw his name today? I, I was stunned when I saw the name, I but it, yeah. it also didn't surprise. Like, right, like once I thought about it, I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, like it, it made sense that he went, but I just really wasn't expecting him to go. So I just, yeah, I, I, it was weird to see his name being tweeted out. My my big question with all this is. How do you think this changes the PGA Tour long term? Like, because I, I think this, like, I don't know if the the Live Golf Tour will like you know exist in five years, but I do think it's like with them getting the big players now, I think it's going to force the PGA to like drastically change some of the things they do. So that's the most thing I'm interested in seeing. Like, how does this change the schedule? Did they try and put on more big events? Like, do they get rid of this stupid? fucking WGC stuff. They've kind of already done that and like try and make some kind of like comparable big prizes throughout the year. I don't know. I, I think you're going to see like this actually have a pretty big effect in the long term. So. So, uh, Sia Najad was on Visa and he just tweeted this back at us. He's a lawyer, so he would have some more insight to this than like we're just rambling on about. He just says so many issues implicated here, including the basics of the PGA tour policies and whether they are broad enough or too broad to regulate players participating in another event. And then there's a host of legal questions relating to independent contractors, which all these guys are and like U S antitrust laws. Yeah. So I don't know if the PGA is going to have much of a leg to stand on here. So, so as someone with a law degree, <laughs> oh yeah i always forget about yeah, that like that that doesn't shock me that, that that he said that because like anti like competition laws and stuff like that are like they're really hard to enforce like extremely hard and you can pick apart the language really quickly and I, like like he said if, the, if it's too broad like you can't stop someone from working in their field like you, you can't do that so if if it's too broad they'll they'll and that's probably why they have such a big war chest for the legal department, because they know that and they're getting ready to do that. So I think in the long term, the PGA probably won't have a leg to stand on. And most of the stuff they're doing through the media, this is just my personal take. It's just bluster. Like there's not that much behind it. So, Well, also, also you're fighting. Think, think of who you're fighting with, right? So you've got now, what, 40, 50 guys who, what's their collective net worth? Uh, <laughs> 
you're going to fight the PGA Tour is going to fight this and their potential legal team to independently work somewhere else. Uh, number one, they're independent contractors in the PGA Tour. So, I mean, think think of the assets that the players here have, not only themselves individually, collectively, and then now backed by this live tour. It's they have. I mean, there's no shot. I mean, plus you probably have not a non. I'm not a lawyer, but but it's probably not a defendable case for the PGA Tour to say, "Hey, you guys can't work somewhere else." Well, well sure as hell they can. I mean, they I will. Think, they are. I think someone on this space earlier said that the 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 Saudis have, I think, ten million earmarked for legal defense. No, that's, no, it's a hundred. We 100. were told we were told at TPC Craig Ranch the Saudis have a hundred million marked in defense against the PGA Tour. And they will give more if necessary. Yeah, hundred million dollars goes a long effing way. <laughs> good luck, exactly. And so, and so, this is a real, real threat now to the solvency of the PGA Tour, especially if someone like a Brooks goes uh, next, or potentially Morikawa goes next, and then, and then you see your your, your loyal soldiers like Rory saying, okay, am I going to be the only cat on this PGA Tour now where all the big boys are now making trillions of dollars? Um, this is, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's a real interesting case right now, boys. Think about it, though. I mean, Pat, if you were instructed by DraftKings that you couldn't go anywhere else and make money, I mean, you'd be upset, right? I mean, I technically am contracted to that, though. That's the difference. Like, I have a contract. These guys don't. Right. They don't have they're not bound to anything. I'm I'm for more freedom. Um, in other news, who are we most surprised is not on the list? I I will say for me, it is Kevin Kisner. Very surprised. <laughs> Kisner is not on this list so, right now. So okay. Why the, the biggest shock for me outside of DJ? Garrigus. <laughs> okay, relevant. No, he's, he's got a pop farm to sport. That wasn't shocking at all. Sabatini. Um, Taylor Gooch, man. Yeah. Gooch surprises me a lot. Yeah, right? Yes. He's a young guy. He's, right. he's, he's just coming off his first win. It feels like he's just hitting right. his stride on the PGA. Yeah, but imagine, like, if, imagine if you're good on this tour. One year's worth of winnings oh, will be 20 years worth of winnings. Oh, I'm not, I'm not so, dissing him for going. I'm not dissing him for going. I'm just saying I'm just, that's the, that was easily yeah. the most shocking name. Yeah, so think of like when I think of Gooch, I think of okay, is that the Sam Burns? Is it the Max Homa category? Are you gonna pull right. those guys now? No, not yet. Yeah, I wouldn't even not say yet. he's there. Right. I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of surprised Matthew Wolf's not on that list. To be honest, correct. Yeah, he should be. He should be. We need a text. He, he might have tried. His, his issues are is competition. His is just mental. He's he'd struggle anywhere. I feel like Wolf has big sponsors too. Still. I could be wrong about that, but I, I feel like maybe that's probably keeping Almost him afloat. That contract dries up, yeah. Is yeah. it the, G, the G-Box? Well, how, how many people do we think are waiting for the U.S. Open to be over? Kokrak? <laughs> Is Wolf yeah. in the U.S. Open? Yeah. That's, uh, if he didn't play last question. year, I don't know if he played last year or not at Torrey Pines. If he didn't. I think no, he, he, so he was in like the lead at halfway at Torrey Pines. Was he? Yeah, it was. He was 15th. He was T15 at the, at the US Open last year. So he wouldn't <laughs> qualify for that. No, yeah, he'll probably have to play his way in. Speaking of redrafting the Mayo League, I would <laughs> yes. like, I, Matt Wolf is mine. I would like to. Can we make trades? 
I, I yes. was mad when you drafted him too because I was going to take him, and I think I, would, I got I got someone who was really good. At, I got Neiman in his place. I would trade him for Honor Bon Lahiri at this point. <laughs> hey, you want to talk about someone who might win this week? Honor Bon, here we go. <laughs> uh, all right. I heard, well, I heard. I heard. Wiley I got to head out like, of here. I know. I know you guys were ducking out. I heard Wiley talking about uh, what the PGA Tour is able to do and what they can't do. You look at a tournament like this weekend. How many of their events can they just turn into an invitational and only invite certain guys that they want? You yeah, got, they're all going to be invitational. You got Riv. It's going to be all invitational events. <laughs> I, I think the PGA has made a critical mistake in taking these guys too seriously with these forceful words. The move that they should have made was to treat this like it was not real competition. Be like, yeah, sure, go play. Yeah, come back, it's fine. Yeah, the biggest, the biggest concern is that I mean, listen, the NBCs, the CBS, the ESPNs, the contract is there for how much they've paid up front and over a certain time period for network rights to the PGA Tour, right? <clears throat> so, it, it would if I was the networks, especially with you know NBC and Golf Channel, you know, dissolving. Would I not be concerned now? Oh shit! I put all my eggs in the PGA basket, and maybe some of their top tier talents going to this new league that some other network's going to snatch up, and, and including eyeballs. I mean, would would that not be a concern for the people broadcasting the PGA Tour right now? I mean, this is never. I don't think this was a consideration a few years ago that Greg Norm was going to create this sort of. Uh, uh, you know, rival tour. I, I think, yeah, I, I think but, yes, like existential. Yeah, I can barely talk now, but no, I, I don't what's, think that's what's wrong care. with you, Pat. Are you okay? <laughs> I, I have been, <laughs> what's sick wrong for, with you? I have been sick for two weeks and my voice is yeah. starting to go at this point, but I think it just forces the PGA who got all this money for the broadcasting fees, so they're pocketing a bunch of this to dump it back into these prize purses, be competitive. I think Rich. also they're going to have to eventually cave and just say, okay, it's better to have Dustin Johnson for four events and let him do his thing on the live tour than just ban him outright because exactly what Matt just said, because then you don't piss off the sponsors and, and the, the TV networks. Okay. So maybe Dustin Johnson doesn't play a full schedule, but we got him at the majors and we got him on TV for like four or five of our biggest events. That's, that's better than losing him for the whole thing. That's I, I feel like that might just be what, yeah. what we end up with, right? I mean, I mean, to me, I to me, I think Phil, because of his age and because of you know he wants to sort of like have another twenty years of legacy, it made sense to me that he'd go to live. A lot of the players that are mentioned made sense to me that they'd go. They're, they're in their they're they're in the twilight of their career, the Polters, etc. That made sense to me. Uh, Bryson made sense to me because he's an oddball. Um, the one the DJ is is a very very strange element now, and it should be a scary element to the PGA Tour. Yeah, yep. That one is a. I heard about it, but I was like, "There's no way." That's a big big deal. DJ is still potentially world one talent, and he's like world five eyeball. And in terms of like, if DJ's in a tournament, you're gonna go watch him. Um, and then the Gooch thing too. That from a younger play, player standpoint, is like what what's happening here? I mean, Christian Gooch loose in, in Saudi is is trouble for the tour. Mm-hmm. I think an interesting piece are these 
amateurs as well. And I think if one yeah. thing is going to change first on the PGA tour, it might be the way the Q school works. And if a college kid can go make tens of millions of dollars right away, they might change yeah. that whole qualifying process. Yeah. The, the, the young guys are a problem, but like I said, I mean, if I, I just feel like if, if we can't, we can, we can buy into all we want into the, you know, world amateur golf rankings that Pearson Cootie is a top 10 player in the amateur, but until we see him get to the tour and, and compete against the best players in the world, we don't really buy it. So right. Right. It's see, risky yes, exactly to, see, right. exactly to be that right. guy hopping over to live golf and beating up on Ian Poulter. Like, fuck that. That's right. I want to, I want to see you beat up on Colin Morikawa, but if these majors though, if these majors say, I mean, because nobody's going to tell Augusta National who they can and cannot invite. I can tell you that much right now. Jay Monahan ain't ain't influencing shit at Augusta National. So if Augusta National says whoever qualifies for this event can qualify, and, and we're going to invite who we want to invite, and they invite these guys, and these guys go and compete in majors, then it's a different issue. That's the thing. The PGA Tour has the has the has the power here because they are still the credentialing arm of golf. <clears throat> you don't make anything of yourself until you win on the PGA Tour. For now, for now. So all these guys in the Live Tour have won the PGA Tour. That gives them the credibility to go to the Live Tour. So does that that as long as the PGA can maintain that, and so you don't mean anything in global golf until you win here. Hopefully they could hang on to that. Is there going to be OWGR available on this tour for qualifying for majors? There would have to be, right? They have to do individual. I know it's set up as a team, but they have to figure out some sort of individual leaderboard. Yeah. Because like right now, the team event at Zurich does not count for world golf rankings. Mm. Yeah. So I guess if US Open is going to stay its own party and stay with, you know, top 50 in the world qualify right away, you got to figure out a way for these younger guys to still get in by playing live, right? Or they I have mean, to qualify. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, the simplest thing is just to do, like, they have 48 guys, you have the 48 individual leaderboard, and then you figure out scorecards, scramble scores afterwards, or whatever the hell they're going to do with it. Well, that, that uh, seems to be what they're doing. It seems like they have a prize pool allocated for who wins the tournament. And then another like five million for the team that wins it. I guess do they like they should really blow this out? Like DJ should be like captain number one. He's drafting yeah, team DJ. Like, that that's happening, right? Live draft like him and Team Louie and Kevin Nog. It's a team. Can you see? Can you see DJ live drafting players? Like, <laughs> would, would he be the would he be the timeout guy in the draft? Give me that. <laughs> we get to the third round and he's trying to pick. <laughs> League. Or he accidentally <laughs> exposes guys that are coming to draft on his team. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> yes. I'll take Justin Thomas. Yes. I'll take wait, the wait, Justin Brothers. on the board. Uh, <laughs> God, that would be electric. All right, hey, so, Pat, Pat yeah. maybe Trump takes over the Roger Goodell announcing of the picks. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, it's funny. When I tweeted that out, someone's just like <laughs> – I, I, I get when when you bring up Trump, there's certain emotions that come out. I, I tweeted it out. Someone's like, "Yeah, well, how good is the guy in office doing right now?" It's like it's not the point of the tweet, man. Like, <laughs> not what I'm getting at here. Oh God, that would be amazing. I mean, this would be must watch, must see TV for well, sure. Well, just make, well make him the fucking commentator then. Just have him ramble for three hours. I would love it. I would listen to this. Like, you want to get eyeballs? They're they're your eyeballs. That's where the money is well spent. <laughs> I think I think the question that the PGA Tour needs to answer is, 
like someone of the esteem and legacy of Sergio Garcia, who's been, you know, one of the top, you know, European international players of all time, uh, one of the Hall of Fame tour player. And even though that, yes, probably some people would say he doesn't have the best, most accommodating personality on tour. I mean, for him to be as frustrated as he was and saying, I could hardly wait to get off this fucking tour in two weeks. Mm-hmm. After that amount, I mean, to play that long and to have, I mean, that many PGA Tour events have that much legacy. What is it? This doesn't spontaneously combust like that. What is the problem here that these players, like a Sergio Garcia, would say, absolutely take everything? I'm 40 whatever years old. Fuck it. I can hardly wait to leave this piece of shit in two weeks. That That's pretty severe context for someone of that caliber to say that. So what is the pro if I was a leader of the, of the PGA tour, it's like, okay, what at the core of this, what is his, what is the target of his frustration? Cause it certainly can't just be him alone. Right. I mean, that was when I heard him say that stuff, I was like, Oh crap, this is real bad. I feel like part of it is just the schedule. Like, like just making these guys grind out like like guys like Sergio like they don't want to grind out a, a top 125 over like playing in the fall series and stuff like that because they they there's no time off and then there's there's no like I know they they put in that the yeah. the big the big social media reward yeah which just all went to Tiger anyways to try and reward players but there's just there's just not enough like I don't know. Yeah. They, I think, I, that's also, just, I think that's part of it anyway. I also think the cost of it too, right? It's like an Adam Scott. I forget what his, his like jet, his jet, his private jet and team bill is like 5 million bucks. So think of the cost for an Adam Scott to get him and his team to a tournament to what top 50 and make 50,000 bucks. Okay. That in, in, in considering the amount of money the PGA tour makes and the amount of money that Jay Monahan makes personally, I think that's going to rub them pretty much the wrong way uh and i that you i think you're right jeff in that context i think that that that's it like like we're tired of making the tour all this money and having to live off of only what we make in the terms of get our own money for yes sponsorship but all from the tour side make whatever we make in terms of these paltry purses from their perspective from the mortal perspective like this is a ton of money yes yeah because who do people know? Like, they know who Sergio Garcia is. You know, like, he, he does bring, like, a name recognition that the PGA Tour uses. And, you know, they, he's, they still, and he's still got to go out there. And, like, yeah, that's fair. It's part of the sport. But, right. you know, think, he's, he's not profiting off it as much as he probably should be. And think of, think of Phil. You know, think of Phil and Phil's relationship with John Rahm, right? And, I, and, I, and if you don't think John Rahm had considered – has considered or had considered the live tour. I think you're fooling yourself. But when, when John Rahm made those very public comments during the Amex, this piece of shit tournament and this, this piece of shit setup putting contest, that, that was very vocal about what he feels about these tour events, these smaller tour events, right? It's yeah, like, and the, the setup too. Like, I mean, it's the just- setup. There's I'm two, making, there's too I'm many making, of these. Right? I'm making this tour so much money. I'm going to walk away, miss a cut, make zero dollars. It cost me a fortune to get here, and you guys bankrolled it. So, 
What do you think? What do you think it's going to take for? All right. So let, let me just say this: you got a Turk Pettit, right? A James Pio, Piot, whatever, however it's pronounced. These young guns, right? Who are college standouts? Andy Ogletree, even. How many times? What's the over under on how many times it takes for them to finish in the top three in one of these events, beating DJ? Sergio, uh, Gooch, uh, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're Skyler, Sam Horsfield, uh, <laughs> how many times does it take for these guys to beat one of these, you know, all, all of these guys in one of these tournaments to say like, damn, this is like a really true up and coming, like rising star. Cause we've talked about them obviously not, you know, they needing to prove themselves a little bit, uh, on the big stage, but at a certain, at a certain point, they're going to get our attention if they, if they compete really well here, I think they got to win. I, well, just once, like just once, they just got to beat the field once. Or what? Well, I mean, I would say if they they do it early, these first what do you think four eight events? Yeah, the, 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 fir- the first like two or three are really going to matter, and then people like there's a good chance this turns out like the USFL and the XFL that there's interest week one, some and interest week not. two, and then literally no one gives a shit by week three. Yeah, I think I think if a James, I think it's a good point. Uh, I think if uh, James Piot starts winning twenty five million a week, then you're going to see some tour players saying who who didn't make the jump yet, or maybe on the fence saying, uh-uh, yeah. "Yeah, I'm back. I'm going to I'm going to go grab that money." At that point, Joel, that's Dane the biggest threat to the gone. tour, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's a lot set up like the WWF and WCW in like the late night, oh. Oh. the way this is working out. It is, and it's fantastic, man. Like, I, I'm I, the best part of this is going to be seeing some random guy win twenty five million dollars, and maybe even winning like fifty million dollars in the span of like a month because he just gets hot with his putter or something, like Dick how, Bland, you know? Like, yeah. How has Lucas Lover's wife not wife not made him come over here yet? Maybe he's maybe he really needs to grind out the next two weeks. He needs to like do well at Memorial. He needs to get himself back into the U.S. Open, potentially win there, then go to the Live Tour. That that's his path. Yes. So uh, here, I want to throw about... this out because I, I do. There's people have been like requested to talk for ages, and I want to run through them before we get out of here. What you know, they'd be like the 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 hot take line. Come I'll on, hop off and let take. someone else join. Y'all take um, care, guys. All right, cool. Thanks, Clive. Um, but how much money is Ricky making in sponsorships that he is not on this tour? And yeah. where's Patrick Reed? Patrick Reed hates the PGA Tour. <laughs> Patrick Reed's back. I, I do agree that he's back, but like, why wouldn't he be the star of this tour? Like, they have Sergio, they have Poulter, they have everyone who everyone fucking hates anyway. I, I, I had heard Pat, I had heard Pat from a PGA player that there's upwards of 70 guys who are going. So I don't think he even heard, I think he even scratched the surface of the players. Yeah. That, 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 and I got, I got, I got ripped for even suggesting that these players are going. Uh, and, and especially Rip for saying seventy would go, but I think that I think that Reed is a very good consideration. I think the PJ is a real problem. Also, also in terms of these in terms of these uh, spaces, I like calling people out to get them on speaker. I think that's a good part of this co- this content. Look at you know, Logan Harper. You got John Has Haselboro. Uh, he's good. He's, he's good reading. That that's he, that that's good. John Has, inventor of board games. Absolutely. You got Boston Kappa. He's a great voice. Brett Hollymew. Come on. Like, 
these guys should speak. These are smart, sharp golf people. I'm just going to go down the names and I'm going to shame them into coming on to this because that's what's good for spaces. All right. Um, well, I'm going to get to the four people who are requested right now for the hot takes. And we'll get anyone who wants to speak up. You can come and jump on. That's not a problem. Bobby Gomez. Bigo. All right. We're going to go to green screen. Greg. Oh, yeah. What's the hottest take? Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up? Yo. Yo, yo, yo. My kind of concern is like, if you've got the demotivational factor, if you've got somebody that's out there that's already got $30 million in the bank and you're, you're playing against him one-on-one or if they're three shots at the cut line with five holes left on a Friday, what's really their motivation if they've already got five times banked of what somebody at the same you know, uh, world golf ranking has? Isn't that going to kind of adjust the level of competition within the locker room and outside on the course a little bit? Well, there's no cut line for the live, and it's only three rounds. And I think that's a big part of this DJ thing. Maybe he's just sick of fucking grinding. Well, they, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they return back to the PGA, if you're playing against somebody that's barely got enough to make the, the private jet to get there versus somebody who's got 40 in the bank after just playing this thing and the live tour and, you know, top fiving five times in a row, it kind of changes the dynamic of the gooch that is pre-live is not going to be the same gooch that's post-live. Mm. That's, pro- that's probably good for Gooch, though. Like, wouldn't you play better if you really it didn't mean the world to you? Isn't that when people play their best golf? Um, I mean, I if you've already got that money banking, and I mean, and again, kind of like then, this. then why? But but then why are you playing? True, true. But it could yeah function the way that you're saying. But yeah, it's like how how do they um stay? It's kind of like a different. I mean, look at the official golf world ranking right now. Who's thirty five? He's uh, Gooch is 35, and look at the people around him. Harold Varner, I mean, just lost a heartbreaker. So if he's playing against him, if money's kind of the motivation thing, I mean, it's kind of like, is there going to be a resentment factor if Gooch is playing Harold Varner, you know, last three holes of a tournament? It just kind of seems like if it's not the PGA provenance, that's the reason that they're playing. If the money thing is a factor, it may yeah. change the competitive dynamic on the tour and also the dynamic within the locker room. Yeah, I think I think I think that's a good point. Like the the provenance of some of these tournaments depends on the field that is competing in it. Like a Byron Nelson, you know, for instance. I mean, you know, Byron Nelson, the name to this generation means less and less, right? right. So, uh, um, you know, the field for that tournament gets weaker and weaker, and so does it mean as much to people to win that trophy? And if that starts happening to the PGA Tour or some of these big big tournaments where the provenance is there and the history is there, which I've always argued is the competitive competitive advantage and the, and the sort of the defense wall for the PGA Tour. If that starts if that starts diminishing and the field's getting weaker and weaker, that's that's a huge issue in terms of people wanting to play there and win. Yeah, mid mid tier events for sure. For sure. Yeah. Mid tier and even some 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 big name events, right? So Yeah, non big um, cynics for real. That's right. So, all I know is I'm shook by how young Green String Greg sounds. For some reason, <laughs> I just picked him way, old, way, way, way older. I didn't expect him. To, very, I very, didn't expect him to sound like that. Yeah, I mean, I thought he's like <laughs> at least 58. All right, we're gonna oh. let Greg go. We're gonna bring on the Birdman. Birdman, 
you're on the line with Matthew Wiley and Reed Feller, I think. Nope, Reed Feller is gone. So it's Stewie and Matt Wiley. Birdman, you're on. Oh, wow. Goddamn Birdman. Hey, what's up, guys? First off, what's good for the gooch is good for the gander. That was my first thought. I have a couple thoughts. Um, How long have you been sitting you know, on that line? Honestly, like, <laughs> like 30 seconds. Green Screen Greg made me think of it, and that was was first. So I, that was my first thought. Uh, a couple other thoughts. Um, I think the tour should be worried about the Cam Youngs of the world and not the uh, Adam Scotts, even though him or Reed or Casey aren't on the list. I think those are the guys the tour really needs to be worried about. And then what happens when, let's say, Adam Scott or those guys do decide to go? Aren't they going to take the spots of the Ogletrees? Do they have – does Ogletree have a – are those guys committed to X number of events? Do we know that? Or do we know how many events they're on? Like, what, obviously, wouldn't, a bigger, wouldn't the Live Tour take the bigger name versus the Ogletree? True. And then has Cuss cursed yeah. any of them yet? Well, Cust basically reverse cursed the live tour and how it's going to be an epic failure. So watch out. Like it's going to be dominating here in about a month. Yeah. I mean, if, if I think Birdman, if I think, uh, if I think some PGA players who decide not to make the jump yet, see for sure, called what my winning 25 million or any older train winning $25 million week to week. I think it's going to create a, a very big question for them as to whether or not what they're doing uh, playing, you know, these mid-tier events in in fucking Missouri uh, versus just these the ones they can win against a field and make twenty five million to be happy um, and give them and, and especially if these you know these big players leave and give them the comfort that they're not the ones just going and, and ruining the PGA tour. If they all go now that DJ is gone, he's kind of broken the ice, right? To me, I mean, it's just like, okay, yeah, really anyone can go at this point and be okay. Yeah, but what, I mean, are they, are those, these new guys, are they contracted in? Like, what says that Andy Ogletree gets five starts? Like, is that, do we know that if that's in the thing? Because they would obviously take Adam Scott over Andy Ogletree. I, I think there's so much about this we just don't know yet. That, we do know that we don't have to worry about Nar Usti withdrawing on a weekly basis, though. I mean, they, they probably have the two – they have the two super alternates that are always available for those guys. <laughs> and with some of these AM guys, the amateurs, they don't get – they're just getting like a, a upfront paycheck. Like it's out there right now that the Daniel Puig guy, he's playing in the national championship tomorrow for Arizona State. Um, he's going to come back to school next year. So if he was getting paychecks like that through the tournament, then he wouldn't be able to retain the amateur status. Be an amateur. And because of those NIL deals that they have now, they can use that name, image, likeness, whatever, however they want to word it, and just here's a chunk of money to throw your name on a billboard or whatever, and they just pay them out that way. And so it doesn't even need to be a guaranteed start because they're just going to get money through that sort of deal and go on there because they're not taking money out of the purse. Well, yeah, I, I saw Monday Q Pope, you know, tweeted that some of the M's are getting $6 million up front and 250k a start. So if they get so that's fine if they only play a couple starts that's fine but then what happens when they want to come back and play on the tour like I obviously there's going to be lawsuits but I think that's the biggest thing like these lesser thens that are being demoted because bigger name players are joining live they're going to want to try to get back on tour you know obviously if you get 6 million you're doing pretty good but I think that's where the problem is going to lie 
Yeah, and I think that will probably all eventually get worked out. I think that the PGA Tour is going to relent with a lot of this stuff, and guys will be able to be welcome for Switch Tour. You have to make a yearly commitment kind of thing, where we might see contracts come in at this point, and maybe there's a players' union that ends up popping up. I don't know, but it's going to dramatically shift a lot of the economics and how the money filters down to the players from yeah. all tours in that perspective. Yeah, but if it's Tom Hoagie, I mean, which I heard was getting in that in that level of player was getting offered to twenty to thirty million dollars just for an appearance for one year, then that's a career. I mean, that's just a career one year. That's that's just you know that would buy like half of North Dakota. You got it. Uh, <laughs> how much of South Dakota though? Like a quarter of South Dakota? Uh, probably you know everything except the Black Hills and. Uh, you know, um, the president monument thing. <laughs> I know there's a bunch of other people that want to hop in. I'm just curious what you think this might do to President's Cup and Ryder Cup teams over kind of the long and short term. I, I think it's going to fuck anyone over who goes now, and then they'll get it figured out later. That'd be yeah. my guess. So yeah, by, the, by the Ryder Cup, they'll have it figured out. On captain's picks, it might be interesting to skew captains who are loyal PGA tourists one way or the other. Yeah, because Usti and Matt Jones are, I think, Mayo, were you saying that yesterday, that they're going to, they're currently qualified for the uh, President's Cup? Yeah. So, it'll be interesting. Yeah. All right, let's go, let's go down the list here. The mayor of Horse Creek, who keeps, like, making emojis in the, uh, in the chat. What do you have to say? What, what, what's pressing on, on this? Learning and labor, that is the Illinois golf team's motto. All right, you got, you got let's, let's, let's get to no, that point. It, we got tough But, but the, live, the live tour, what's stopping everyone, you know, as a society as a whole from the U- U.S., we're getting more free into, like, drugs and alcohol. DJ, avid cocaine user, going to the live tour. What's stopping, like, a, a John Daly, future, a future John Daly who loves mushrooms, going to live tour and not playing in the PGA. Do you think that's a factor? I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. No, I don't. Because if you can do it anyway, and no one's like going to say anything to you, and there's one tour that, I mean, I guess if they're paying more money, and it, it's, I mean, they're in Britain. It's not like you can just openly do drugs in Britain. <laughs> but, I, I like I like that angle. Yeah, but but you don't think that that the the, the wild <laughs> people are going to go to live tour instead of the P- PGA? Because I, I, I mean, they, they should definitely have an event. They should definitely have an event where everyone has to do mushrooms <laughs> before tee off. Again, <laughs> guys, they should just get everyone to do like a line of blow every five holes. Get that heart rate up and just see if guys focus <laughs> enough in the ball. That's uh, an avid cocaine user. So what the hell? <laughs> oh my gosh. Again, very surprised that Kisner has not already committed to this. So he's going to be there in two weeks is what you're saying? Yes. Uh, I think off for 20th here, it seems like. So. Yeah. So are we saying John Daly's kid's going to be on the live tour in like 2025? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Big Might be John. He's in college already. So. I mean, the move would be go after Charlie Woods right now. Oh, can you imagine? Signed Charlie to a twenty million bucks right now. Locking up C Dub. <laughs> All right, we're gonna bring in Morgan Darcy. He's been added as a speaker. Morgan, uh, is this about magic mushrooms? 
put himself on mute. Oh, sorry. Uh, can you hear me now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just curious. Uh, there was a lot of talk earlier about the potential legal ramifications um, and them being independent contractors. And I was wondering, is the thought that the PGA Tour would try to restrict their ability to play on the Live Golf Tour or restrict their ability to come back to the PGA Tour? Because I think those are two very different things that have very different ramifications. I think they would want to try to. I think the original thought was that they were going to try to block people from going, but I think they realized that's not going to be the case. So it would be to restrict people from playing on the PGA Tour afterwards. Right, and I I think that that's where the the underlying crux of the issue is going to occur. And I I don't know if anyone's even really looked in. I mean, I'm sure there are some attorneys that have, but you know, the bylaws or whatever governs the PGA Tour. But ultimately, I think where you're going to uh, see the legal disputes if someone like just Dustin Johnson comes back, what basis does the PGA Tour have for suspending him? Well, that's, I mean, that's what uh, Jeff Ulrich Esquire was talking about a little bit earlier. Yeah. I, I like that Wiley left without saying goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I think he's still here, too. That's the funniest part. Um, yeah, no, I, I just, I think that in the end, it'll be a losing battle for them. Like, this is just my personal opinion. I, I haven't practiced law for like basically like ever. So um, it, but just from what I've heard and, and from what other legal people have said too, like it's really hard to, to enforce like non-compete stuff. And they like the PGA really has no ability to stop them from going over to live tour as we've already seen. Like there's, there's just nothing they can do, but they're probably will try and enforce some kind of, you know, clause. I, I don't even know if they will try and enforce because I think it's such a losing battle. I think you'll just see them cave. Yeah. I, it feels like, an, yeah. it feels like an empty threat. It's, it's absolutely it really probably is an empty threat like that's that's the long and the short of it and it's just do you want to waste a bunch of money fighting it in court against an unlimited bank account and that's the decision they're going to make and it's it's a pretty easy decision decision quite frankly so uh for hot power you've been waiting for a while what's up this is your moment for pot power you should change his name to harold varner Well, meltdown. meltdown. Him and Davis Riley. Way Way too soon, Jeff. Way too soon. Way, way too soon, Jeff. (laughs) Hey, I was just as much pain as anyone on the weekend. Trust me, I had both those guys. So, God dang it! Counting my money, literally. Two weeks in a row for me. Way, way (laughs) too much pain. (laughs) There he is. Way too much pain. Four um, has been removed as one of the speakers. So now we're I almost Irished out, but I'm back. Don't worry. To, to Bellata, and that's all I can see. Then it goes ellipses. So what's up, dude? That's Bellata. You know what Bellatas are, right? Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, so you know, those are Bellata uh golf balls. No, I just I just wanted to say hi. I love you guys, man. I love the show. Um enjoying it. Uh I don't know about this live tour thing, but uh I really um I have a I have a, a golf NFT related project. Um I just wanted to let all my golfers know, man, I need your support, man. Please support the Balada Babies is for a good cause. We partnered with the uh first tee and uh we're we're putting on an NFT project that's related to uh basically getting underprivileged and disadvantaged kids involved with the game of golf. So we want to grow the game. So if anybody could join the Discord, follow us on Twitter. Um, we haven't launched yet. We will mint um, in a few months, probably in July or early August. 
And uh, that's it, man. Just I love you guys, though. I love the show. Um, I love what you guys do. And uh, keep doing it. Appreciate your time. Well, I appreciate you having an NFT project that doesn't seem like you're trying to steal my money. That's really nice. And you, know, you should direct message Matthew Wiley after. I'm sure he's very interested in your NFT project. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No, it's basically um, we want to build indoor um, facilities to, to run camps for, for underprivileged and disadvantaged kids. Um, we're not stealing any money. I'm doxxed all over the place. People know who I am. Um, I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, showing my face, showing my kids, teaching um, kids the game of golf. And uh, we just want to grow the game, man. We want to get people who never had access to this game. I learned the game at 35, and it taught me a lot of things that I didn't know growing up from in Brooklyn, New York. I didn't know about integrity and, and courtesy and, and uh, you know, foresight and, you know, the different things that game the game teaches you about life. And um, I'm loving it, man. And I'm I'm 50 years old now, and I decided to start a project with my 12-year-old niece, who I'm teaching the game of golf to. And, you know, we want to build camps for kids that would never have a chance to touch a golf club. So we want to, you know, basically um, just pass the game on to them and, and teach those those life lessons, whether they become pro golfers or they just learn the game. But well, are we where... teaching kids that a, that a first-round leader bet is really a negative EV bet? Are we teaching that? <laughs> <laughs> no we're not <laughs> <laughs> where can everyone uh if they want to get involved where, where can they follow uh you can click the link in my bio join the discord man um we'll be minting once we mint out we'll be building our first um facility in it's a 75k facility we'll be building it in new jersey new york area um and you can follow in the discord or you can follow me on twitter join our twitter spaces on tuesday at 8 p.m We'll be in Twitter spaces talking about the project, talking about the utility. Uh, it'll be tokenized um, equity. Basically, we'll be giving equity to the holders of the Balada Baby. So you own the Balada Baby, you own equity in these uh, indoor practice facilities with, you know, equipped with with uh, locker rooms, with, you know, members' locker rooms, with 150-yard um, shots, working on your short game in the wintertime. You know, we'll have a babysitter in one area, a daycare in one area, you know, cigar room in the back. Like, it'll be huge. And then we're going to do this for all cold-weather cities. And that's our goal. I had this goal for about t- 10 years now. And um, it's come to fruition through NFTs. Well, that's pretty cool, man. So, yeah, uh, thanks for jumping on. That sounds like a really cool project. I hope it works out really well for you it sounds great uh we're gonna go to care what's up hey may pet a uh, quick question i don't know if anybody mentioned this on how it affects dfs but as an official partner i think it's fandle now are they going to be able to offer the live golf tournaments or, or they uh, you would assume that they won't be able to correct i don't know like dk is a partner to um, with the PGA Tour, I know, because they make me do videos for them, which no one watches, and they don't even air half the time. Either way, um, I don't think it's going to affect it. The only thing that wouldn't, if I mean, fuck, they have League of Legends still on there. No one fucking plays that. USFL, no one I, plays that. Like, I, 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 I'm going to guess they're going to have it. The, 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 only reason, the only reason I see I see Matthew Wiley on is I'm, I DraftKings will not answer me when they're bringing back uh, Aussie Rules football. That's it. Thanks. You know, hey, KR, here's the thing. Here's a smart play. If I, if, I was the, if I had the unlimited war chest that these Saudis seem to have, right? They have $100 million just to defend legal, a legal fight. What I would do is, if I were them, and say, you know, who cares about DraftKings or, or FanDuel? Let me, let me 
let me put up 10, 20, 50 million dollars in ah. in just a guaranteed contest of our money. Let me draw all the flies to this, right? So no rake, nothing. You come, you play free, whatever. That's that's what that's what big marketing and big brands need to do is put the money directly in the hands of their consumer, bypass all this sort of ad spent bullshit. Is just go right right to us. And, um, you know, if the PGA Tour were smart, they would probably do the same thing. But that's what they could do. And that would be the really, really dangerous thing for the PGA Tours if they start going and getting all these consumers to play fantasy sports directly on their app for free. It's a great audience to have because, Uh I mean, there's a reason that advertisers flock to this space so often is that because I mean, people are knowledgeable enough to put the money online to begin with. They're not, right. they're comfortable losing all that money sure. and there, or there are people who can afford to lose the money, which means there are people who are both savvy enough to get money on the internet to lose. They'll buy stuff <laughs> at the same time. Like it, it's the perfect audience. It's people between 25 and 55 who probably have money, which and- is the advertisers went dream. That's and that right. was the funny. That was the funny thing is, you know, the PGA started promoting their their fantasy game, quote unquote, and, and now it's like, okay, are they are they planning on taking that to the next step? And like y'all said, that you know, who, who knows? But thanks again, and, and I'll and I'll leave. I think the biggest, like, the PGA might get lucky in the fact that it's Greg Norman leading this, and not like someone more savvy. Because I just don't think Greg Norman cares about what you guys were just talking about. Cause you're like, Wiley's right. Like if they just do some big blowout contests or if they, they try and attract people through, through methods like that, it'll work. But I, I don't know. I just don't see Greg Norman being that guy, but I don't know. Maybe he'll prove us wrong. Uh, Amon, what's going on? You have yourself on mute. This mute thing's a real challenge for everyone. It seems. Am I frozen? Is that what's going on here? No, no. I wonder, you're good. I <laughs> no, wonder if it's because I can hear. He might have a he might have a locked account. He can't hear him. So, all right. Hey, what do you what do you think DJ's salary is on the first DK contest for this thing? Seventeen k. Oh <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, do you have to do a captain spot? Like, did you have new new rules for this? Yeah. Yeah, but does he give a rip though? That's the thing. Hey, yeah. Pat. Should we talk? Should we talk some memorial or no? Is this a bad bad? This is probably not the right the right uh, the right spot. I was waiting for someone to bring that up, and two hours in, I'm shocked no one has. Okay, <clears throat> we got two more people here. Barb, you're on. Hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah, so I actually caddied for a friend in the Colonial Pro Am uh, last week at Colonial, and. It just looked from a, you know, from seeing the players, it just looked like a complete uh, chore for them. You know, I mean, they're up at six, they're playing in, you know, kind of shitty weather. It dumped the night before they had to play out there. I mean, it just kind of seemed like they felt beholden to the corporate sponsors. And that's where I think the LIV tour is probably going to look pretty good to some big players. Thanks. Don't disagree. I mean, Wiley, you're involved with Barbasol. Like, you see some of this stuff, right? Yeah, man. I mean, listen, I mean, (laughs) 
I can't even walk the bar. I mean, I, it's 150 degrees in the summer. These poor caddies staying at the Red Roof Inn in in Nicholasville, Kentucky, grinding it for four days at the Barbasol, uh, hoping for a made cut or even some sort of cash. It's just like, okay, at some point there may be or has to be a better model for this considering the amount of work they put in, right, and the amount of talent that these guys have. And, um, you know, I think the live tour may just be sort of capitalizing on that a little bit, just throwing a shit ton of money into it to do it. And all right, we got the golf. Uh, my voice is almost gone and I have to do three shows tomorrow. So this is not good. Uh, golf punting prodigy. Your last up. What's up? Yo. Yo. What's going on? Yo. Do you think that um, Greg Norman's starting this up because he's still salty about his major uh, downfall? Say it again. Do you think Greg Norman is starting this because he's still salty about choking his major? No. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe, but not, no. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I guess mixed reviews on Greg Norman in terms of if you talk to people about you know, the relationship with him from a business standpoint. I mean, I interviewed the guy who founded Cobra Golf, and <clears throat> he certainly did have a lot of great things to say about Greg Norman. That was his first player, I think, that he had signed on on, on his club. So um, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know his bend, uh, but certainly it's working at this point. So um, the uh, – yeah, it's interesting to see. I don't know. I, I mean – Greg's an interesting guy. I have a shark putter in my bag. Is it good? I love it. Yeah, well, there we go. <clears throat> Greg Norman. Pat, I swear to God. I swear to God. I was talking. Pat, I was talking there. I mean, I'm in a remote part of Canada right now, right? Everything's dark. And I swear to God, an alien ship just landed in my driveway. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's probably a good time to say goodbye because, as you can hear, my voice is on almost gone. I wanted to hear what the punting guy wanted, who's going to cut for <laughs> memorial, but anyway, no. that's literally going to die on air. <laughs> hey, I appreciate y'all letting me hang out with you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a lot of fun. Maybe we'll try this again sometime uh, when you know the next big tour breaks a big field. And we have to go talk about it right away. Anyway, I'll be live at noon Eastern time tomorrow. You can tune in then. I'm sure that everyone else who is like listed as a speaker right now is also live except for DB who's on vacation and doing this instead of like hanging. No, no, no. My, all my whole crew's asleep, man. I'm, I've been having a great time. I've been sipping vodka and having a great time. All right. Well, let's end this. I think people can catch the replay of this for like 30 days. I think that's what it told me. So uh, yeah, thanks to everyone for jumping on. Thanks for listening. Thanks for requesting to come in. Thanks to the people that requested. I put on air and didn't say anything. That was super sharp on your part. Um, yeah. So good times. See you next time. Thank you, Pat. You're the best. I can't believe Green Screen Greg is a soul. <laughs> Bye, guys. Young. Young, sorry. Yeah. See you later, dudes. See you, Matt. Experience. Experience.